1: Home improvement has never been this much fun.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this hour of Today's Homeowner Radio. Danny Lifford here along with Joe Truini. And during this hour of Today's Homeowner, we're going to talk about what can you possibly do to antiquated jealousy windows to kind of make it through the winter. There's a couple of things you can do while you're saving your money for new windows, because that's inevitable. Also, surface damage to a fairly new concrete driveway. What can be done? Well, we're going to offer a few things there. Kind of sad that a new driveway is already suffering some problems, but we'll tell you how to make sure that doesn't happen at your house. Also, we're going to go in the aisles of the Home Depot with my friend Danny Watson to talk about a number of plants that just flourish during the colder months. Also, lots of emails coming up. And Joe, what about that simple solution This right around the corner?
2: Well, as people are working around their house or on their car, doing some painting, whatever, we typically wear rubber gloves, right? And the price of those have gone up. So I have a quick tip on how to extend the use of those rubber gloves.
0: Excellent. We always want to find out how we can get more for our money on that, especially these days. Hey, we want to hear from you and any question you might have. Maybe you have a challenge. Maybe you're hearing a lot of different opinions from a lot of different people. Well, we're happy to share our very experienced opinion with you and uh, to tell you solutions to things. Things that have worked very well for us, we'll tell you all about it. Just reach out to us by email, todayshomeowner.com, slash ask, or just pick up the phone and call us 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 800-946-4420. As always, we've got some great calls on the hotline this week. Let's grab a few of those and help out a few homeowners.
3: Hi, I am looking for some suggestions on how to redo my brass daybed. It's losing its... Uh, vitality, and I was
0: just wondering what I
2: can do. Okay. Um, yeah, they, they do get tarnished and look start looking less shiny yeah. over time, yeah.
0: But, but you know, the um, brass beds or brass of anything, there's just such different levels of quality on that, you right. know, brass plated, real brass, things like that. But what would you say um, would be a very simple thing uh, for her to um, try to make that thing look a little bit newer looking?
2: Yeah, there, there. Certainly, there are um, brass cleaners. Um, there's one that I used to use all the time. I don't know if it even still exists called Brasso, like the word yeah, brass I've with, seen an, it. Yeah, with an yeah, I've O on that. the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you can try that. But but uh, more affordable and maybe a safer option because you don't want to you know scratch it up too much. Is there's a product that Danny and I have recommended in the past called barkeeper's friend and the oh, original yeah. right in the original recipe it's basically like a comet right it comes in a can and you shake it out it's a powder but it's much less aggressive and abrasive but they actually have an, another product that's a sort of an updated version of it that comes in a squeeze bottle and it's called barkeeper's soft cleanser it's like a thick paste and that would that would clean the brass and it would wouldn't damage it at all and how Difficult it is to clean will depend on if it has, which I assume it had from the factory, a lacquer coat on it. And so that lacquer, if it's worn off, then it'll be a lot easier to clean in areas that the lacquer still exists. Then it might be a little more difficult. But I would try that um, barkeeper's Friend soft cleanser.
0: And you'll end up using it for a lot more than just yeah, that because right. it, it is really amazing. Okay, let's go back to the hotline for another call.
1: Hi, I'm I'm in Lansing, Michigan, and I have a problem with my toilet. It's loose on tile, 12-inch tile, and I'm wondering how to drill it in order to get the stud in. All right.
0: Uh, so we assume, whether whether it's on concrete or whether it's on wood, um, of course, removing the toilet and seeing the flange below it that is, uh, should be flush with the floor. Then, normally, you're, uh, you have um, toilet bolts that hook into a slot, And there is no real attachment there. So it hooks into a slot. Then you put your toilet down on it. As you tighten it, everything comes together and it's nice and firm. Sometimes there are studs that go down into the concrete or the wood. And you'll just have to locate exactly where they need to be. And then if your concern is drilling through the ceramic, of course, use a a brand new masonry drill bit. It's always good to put a little piece of tape on it exactly where you're going to keep it from skating around and then drill very slowly so that you're not cracking any tile. That'll get you through the tile into the subfloor or concrete slab below it. You can position the appropriate bolts. And if you have any doubt whatsoever on it, you can use some epoxy glue to really glue those things in place. Make sure you don't get them on the threads and then let it sit overnight and then slip it down over. And Joe, um, an old simple solution. This one may go back twenty years. What's that? Um, take a straw, plastic straw. Oh yeah cut it in half, and then on the two bolts that you have sticking up, sometimes when you grab that toilet and you're trying to position it down over, it's a little tricky. Put those straws right on top of it to guide you right down where you need to be. Get your toilet sitting there on that brand new wax ring that you bought, and then pull those um, straws right out. Makes it a lot easier to guide that uh, toilet right in place. So another another way to secure it and to make sure that uh, the throne is stable.
2: Right, and when you're tightening up do it little at a time because i've yeah. seen people crack the base of the uh-huh. toilet and now you're you're not to, to square one you're square minus one they yeah, yeah, exactly. toilet? yeah because yeah. you so can't be really that. careful that's
0: yeah that's one of those things you just can't fix let's go back to the hotline for another call
3: wondering what is the best way or i'm actually looking for the easiest way to remove sod remove grass from an area that i would like to put pavers down um not really sure how to get started i'm Not as young as I used to be, and I think it uh, might be a little difficult. So any tips you have would be great.
2: Well, Danny, in all the paver projects you've done for the TV show, I assume you had to remove grass at some point, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. And let me give you some straightforward advice from from someone that said, <laughs> we don't need no machine. We've got shovels. <laughs> and an hour or so later, I'll say, uh, hey, uh, could you slip down to the rental center and get us one of those sodbusters? I always, I always called them sodbusters. I'm sure there's an official that's name the, for it. Yeah, that's
2: probably a brand yeah, you know, name. So so, sort,
0: essentially, yeah. it's a fairly uh, simple machine. Not doesn't cost a lot to rent. Uh, Is well worth it, even if you're somewhat doing a small area that you're removing the sod. Because some, I mean, some of it will just absolutely take forever to dig the sod up. Whereas with this thing, you just you you, you position it and um, you know it's gas powered, and you crank it up, push the lever, and it just has this little arm um, that just a little blade that goes right under the grass. And I'm telling you, you can take up a whole football field full of sod in about an hour. (laughs) It is amazing how fast it goes. And the other thing about it, do you have other places in your yard that you could use this sod to supplement it here and there or possibly a neighbor that may have the same kind of grass? So if you have good grass there, you can recycle it. And uh, with the cost of grass these days, you can almost pay for the rental of that machine. But just head to Home Depot Rental and you'll be able to pick that up and you'll be glad you did. And it's a fairly, it's kind of a fun, Fun um, thing to use. You may want to keep your feet away from it. There, it doesn't like feet very well. And um, and but you can sh- certainly get a, a lot done. Have you used one of those before, Joe? Not
2: in a long time, but it's an amazing time saver. It's like mm-hmm. imagine cutting a tree down with an axe and then buying a chainsaw. That's basically. That's right. like it. And they believe it or not, they actually rent a manual sod cutter. Now, if you're removing one square foot of sod, I guess you can use it. This is—it's the craziest looking thing. It looks like a plow without a donkey on the other end. And you just <laughs> kick, and you literally kick it. You're kicking this blade through th- your yard. I'm not sure uh, yeah. why anybody would do that, but yeah, no, rent the machine, Danny described. I mean, by the time you—you—and you, you wouldn't even in a good-sized patio, you could return it in half a day easily. That's right. Man, that's how right. How long would it take? Like
0: maybe an hour at the most. Exactly. And yeah. and you know if you're thinking of future flower beds anywhere else in your yard, now's sure. the time to go ahead and and get that grass out. It does a really good job to get down into the roots. And then you know you may have some other um, work you know to do to get that um, the the ground ready for those pavers. But that's certainly what we would recommend. And and there's so many times you know on on projects there are tools that you can rent that you probably are not even aware that there's tools out out there that do the things they do. So, you know, you might, um, next time you're at Home Depot, swing over on the rental side. Most of the stores have the the rental departments there. And just check out some of the things, So specialized tools is pretty amazing. People have thought about everything, and you can get in there and find something that can really help you with your next home improvement project. Hey, coming up, we're going to be talking a lot more about projects around the house, things that you can do before the holidays, and also what can you do to make jealousy windows a little more energy efficient. All that and a whole lot more coming up right here on Today's Homeowner Radio.
3: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by PaveStone, creating beautiful landscapes. And by Quickrete Cement and Concrete Products. It's what America's made of.
0: And welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. Joe and I are so appreciative. Of the wonderful radio stations that have been carrying the Today's Homeowner Radio Show for many, many years. You know, our television show was on national television for 25 years. The, the radio show here is uh, right at 15 years, and we really appreciate stations like K C Y L A M. 1450 in Lompasa, Texas. Special hello to everybody there. We've got a lot of stations and a lot of listeners and viewers in Texas, and we appreciate each and every one of you. We want to help you out with any problem or challenge that you might be having around your house. Just pick up the phone and, and give us a call, 800-946-4420, or you can always send us an email, todayshomeowner.com slash ask. Right now, we're going to talk with Ellen in Alabama. Ellen, welcome to the show, and tell us what's going on around your house.
3: Hey, thanks for um, welcoming me in.
0: Absolutely. Um,
3: I'm a a senior citizen, and uh, I own my own home. It was built in the very early 1950s, and uh, it's uh, getting to where, with uh, winter temperatures being as they are, sometimes we have really cold winters and other times mild, but I'm expecting a cold one this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would really like to um, insulate my windows better than they are. And they're jealousy windows. They're the old jealousy type windows. And so I'm open to any suggestions that you might have uh, to help me to uh, winterize those windows.
0: All righty. Well, they definitely will not keep out the cold. I have uh, actually in my old, old little river cabin I built about 40 years ago. I was using used windows, used everything I could. And I put a few jealousy windows in there and uh, uh, they're still hanging in there, but they need to be replaced. Uh, so I know exactly, I can feel your pain when you're talking about that, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, maybe I, I need to step back and explain what a jealousy window is, because a lot of people might not uh, be aware of it, even though you've probably seen them a hundred times. They're, they're actually pieces of glass that are like four inches by a half, however wide the window is. And it has a mechanism when you roll the window open, it basically just tilts them out. It's great for ventilation in or out. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah but not it just doesn't seal up as tight as it needs to. And I've also seen a few times um, Ellen where the the panes actually dislodged and fell out, which is kind of a dangerous sure. yeah. for anything there. So um, well, but the only thing um, well a couple things that you could do you could put storm windows over them. Now, that would prevent them from opening, uh, but you could do that to create an air pocket between those. But a much more economical and easier way to go about that is actually the window insulating kits or window roll-on kits. And what makes them work so well is they install with just just some double stick tape that comes with the kit on the inside trim of the window. So you're not attaching them to the window per se. You're basically attaching them to the trim on the inside of the house, which creates a little air pocket between the jealousy glass and the plastic. And Uh then you put the double stick tape around. You put the um, film, the plastic film on it. You trim the edges, take a, a blow dryer and hit it just a little bit with the heat from a blow dryer. It's shrinks, the wrinkles go away, and it basically makes it almost invisible. But that will work. That will work extremely well to, to create that air cushion that'll block that. I have heard hundreds and hundreds of people that have used these that just go on and on and on about how effective they are and how much more comfortable they are in their home, really winter or summer, but particularly uh, during the winter. So that's something, uh, actually, we talk about um, Duck Brand a good bit, and you can go to duckbrand.com and order them right now and have them in a few days, and uh, you'll be surprised how easy it is to install it.
3: Well, I really appreciate that, and I actually did did try something similar to that um, a couple of years ago. On a back bedroom that has three windows in it that really seriously needed um, needed insulating, but uh, it didn't it didn't work well. But it was not what you described, so um, it was actually it was actually another brand, an off brand, I guess, and mm-hmm. it was actually against the glass panes, and it just didn't work. But I'm I'm definitely I definitely will look into the duck brand which would make it possible to actually create that air pocket. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. You'll you'll be glad you did. It really works well. And, you know, in case of emergency, if you had to break the window out or something, you can just reach up there and tear the uh, plastic down. But uh, I think you'll find it uh, pretty satisfactory and uh, can uh, maybe save a little money uh, this winter instead of all those heating bills.
3: Save on the heating bills and also just save me the money of replacing windows when I'm not, that's not what I really am looking to do to, make that size of investment in the house sure so um sounds, sounds wonderful thank
0: yeah, you yeah they're very they're very reasonable as well 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 thanks so much for um uh, for bringing this uh question up because i think a lot of people have leaned into the radio right now saying i'm i got the same situation so hopefully we've helped out a lot of people as a result of you asking this question we appreciate that ellen
3: thank you so much and i uh, appreciate your appreciate you being on youtube and on the internet danny because uh we can still be in touch with you, sort of, so to speak, That's after right. you are gone.
0: <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. After, <laughs> after, after you've retired.
3: After, I, 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 should, I should say after you've retired, not after you're gone. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'll either there way, Ellen, either way.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you all so much.
2: Take okay. care. Yeah. Thank you.
0: You have a great day. Thank you.
2: You too. Bye bye. He's just retiring. He's not
0: going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I know uh, a lot of them. I mean, we've gotten hundreds and hundreds of wonderful emails. It is kind of funny when you read some of them said, we're sure going to miss you on Saturday mornings and things like that. And I know what they mean, but I mean, wait a minute now, I'm still, still, still kicking over here. But, but, you know, um, hearing her talk and everything makes me, makes me want to reinforce, you know, if you have somebody that's um elderly and I mean, just look at her, she's trying to improve her home and she's trying to, you yep. know, make make it better for the winter. Um, Boy, just think about if, uh, if you, you know, if, if you know Ellen and you were able to show up there with a few of the window roll-on kits with a hairdryer. You know, under your arm, and to be able to do things. Think about what that will do. Not only right that minute, how special it would be, but the residual effect of that. um, You know, uh, day after day and week after week, the cold weather outside being kept outside because of this simple gesture. So think about that. And Joe, you know, another thing I recall. You know, makes me think of that is talking about the holidays and things like that. And Uh the um, try to, to try to do everything you can to prevent any slip and fall if you don't have people oh, yeah. who are maybe a little more physically challenged in the home elderly or whatever um there are a few things and and it's funny about um throw rugs and you know you they certainly are great accents and they're good to kind of minimize the amount of um, maybe debris that you get tracked into your house, but they can be a trip hazard.
2: Yeah. Throw rugs, runners, bath mats, you know, the, not the ones that go in the tub, but the ones that are outside the tub, basically little rugs. All of those are tripping hazards for some elderly people who, even if they are walking fine, sometimes they don't lift their leg, their feet high enough. And, you know, so if you have some, some people coming over for the holidays as family members or friends, um, neighbors, um, you know, who you think might have an issue with that, take them up. Just roll those up and store them away out of the way for the holidays. And because, uh, you know, and obviously anything outside, same thing with uh, doormats outside on porches. And of course, you get snow or ice or, or rain, anything like that. You want to make sure you're keeping everything as clean as possible. But yeah, it, that's the kind of thing that's often overlooked until there's an accident and then what, you know, so you want to take care of that.
0: And then of course, you know, during the holidays and you, you know, having some gatherings and then you have the eggnog factor. Where you you have a couple glasses of eggnog that are prepared properly, as we say, and uh, all of a sudden the feet just don't seem to be working as well, or they may work a whole lot more, and you get out on the dance floor, you know. So it's just, you, you just don't know. But either way, secure your throw rugs, and um, and 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 all of your friends will be a lot safer. And
2: secure the eggnog if Danny's coming over. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, that's the key thing.
0: Boy, you're talking about some. That uh, I, I like to taste it just for tradition, but I can't handle that. That is yeah. So I'm not even
2: sure. Ridiculous. What it is
0: to tell you the truth. Wow. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> anything called nog, I think yeah, I'm gonna yeah, stay with <laughs> it.
1: You have to be <laughs> like a
0: pirate to drink it. Hey, coming up, we're gonna take you in the aisles of the Home Depot to talk about some planting. What during the fall and winter? Yes, there are some plants that absolutely love the cooler weather. we're gonna talk about it when we come back. You're listening to today's Home Honor Radio.
3: Today's Homeowner Radio. Here are Danny and Joe.
0: Always so glad to be with you each and every week here on the Today's Homeowner Radio Show. We've certainly been able to cover a lot of subjects so far. Right now, we're going right back to the hotline. Would encourage you to join us there anytime, 800-946-4420. That's where we find Ed right now from Ohio. Uh, Ed, welcome to the show, and uh, tell us a
1: story about the concrete driveway. Hi, Danny. Uh, I spent like $16,000 on a concrete driveway and then I waited like a year and a half to seal it. So I hired this guy to come out and power wash it. Apparently I had no clue what he was doing because it's etched all over the place now from the power washer being too close to the concrete. And I just wondered if
0: there's anything I could do about that. Yeah, it's it's amazing what a pressure washer can do. I've heard the same things on siding, on deck boards, and and everything else. And people it, think con- yeah,
2: on wood. Yeah, you'd expect that on wood, right? You could but people think
0: concrete. You just can't damage. But yeah. boy, when you pin, pinpoint that uh, pressure on there, that could be three thousand psi or more. Something's going to happen. Uh, approximately, how how large um, is, is the overall driveway? It's a
1: three car driveway. Like two cars deep. I see. Okay. okay.
0: All right. So it's not you know at least it's not a hundred foot long. That that helps a little <laughs> bit. Um, well, you know the the first thing I think about, and this might sound a bit bizarre, but is actually to sand it down a little bit. Not a lot, but you know you can rent um, a sander, and if you um, you know this is an orbital sander, uh, it's fairly easy to use, especially outside. Inside's a little more difficult because you have walls all around, but. Um, and, and let them know that you're lightly sanding a concrete slab so that they get you the approximate uh, appropriate sanding pad. Then, you know, it's just lightly, lightly going over it. You don't want to drill down too much or you'll end up even more problems, but just lightly go over it, and I think it will take that, that top little, just slight layer that you're seeing and will um, eliminate the majority of the etching that you see. Now, that's not a very expensive thing to do to rent that. You'll know right away, kind of go off to one corner maybe to test it out. You'll know right away if that might be a one-hour project and you're done, and then you can clean it and go ahead and seal it. Now, the other option would be something that you may have heard us talk about a lot that uh, is an amazing product called Recap, and that's from uh, Quickrete used it a lot of times on older slabs that maybe you had a couple slabs that reported different times and the colorations different, cracks, surface cracks, that kind of thing. And it's amazing how it can completely revitalize the look of that. And I would say that would be the worst case scenario in what you're dealing with is having to resurface the entire thing. But I think I would try. What do you think, Joe? What do you think about that orbital sander idea? Um, I know you probably think it's brilliant because I'm sharing it and that kind of thing, but um <laughs> well, what, what what do you think about it?
2: Well, I'm not sure how brilliant it is, but it might I work. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and I would yeah, I mean, this is such a you know, it's it's such a terrible thing that happened because you know, there's not much you can do. Um, but if this etching is relatively light. You might be able to sand that out. If not that, you can try that. If that doesn't work, they do rent um, concrete grinders, which is, again, a machine you walk behind and it it spins around. Now, those are usually designed for really grinding down heavily damaged or bowed surface or a big lump in a concrete or something like that. But you can get, if you do that, I would get the absolute finest abrasive they sell for that and just go over it light because that is designed to remove concrete and so you just want as danny said just skim that surface just to smooth out the areas that are etched now are we talking about an entire surface? what percentage of this driveway is etched not a hundred percent i hope
1: uh, yeah he pretty much did all, pretty he did much a hundred, it. So
2: he, he was very good at his job but he ruined the whole thing instead of half of it well that's great um yeah uh because that's the only other thing you could do is grind it down a little bit or go go over it um with recap or you know which is a concrete resurfacer. Um, I think I would try sanding it. if that works great if not, then go to the grinder and cause the grinder would definitely work. It's just you don't want to you know grind down so much that you're exposing all the all the um you know aggregate and everything else and change the look of the driveway um so go with the the lightest machine and the the, mm-hmm. the least coarse abrasive.
1: You're talking about a handheld or
2: portable sander. No, these are all machines you walk behind, kind of like a big floor polisher.
1: Yeah, yeah. like a floor polisher. Huh? Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, because this way you'd be able to do the driveway pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's I wonder when you said about an hour. So, <laughs> okay. Well, that's that's, that's the best.
0: That's best case scenario. It could be all day, but uh, uh but but the the thing is you. Uh, you don't have to rent a jackhammer. That's the most important thing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And there's few other options too. That's the other thing. I mean, yeah. Recap would be like the
0: worst case scenario. Worst
2: yeah. case, yeah. You'd look. You'd wind up with a new looking driveway, but yeah, that'd be. Hopefully, you
0: won't need to do that. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, Ed. All right, thank Ed. you very much. Have a great Have a great week. Thank you. You too, bye. Well, it just goes to show oh, you, you boy. know, the concrete is um not uh, invincible. There's a lot of things that you have to do to to keep it in good shape. So. Um, hopefully he'll find a very easy solution on that. Joe, let's grab an email here from Bob in Virginia. Does the placement of a thermostat make a difference? Most homes have it on the first floor. That's the case for my three-story townhouse. My problem, the temperature differences between the main floor and the third floor can easily be around 10 degrees. Shouldn't the thermostat be located on the middle floor, resulting in a more balanced temperature on all three levels? If so, is it easy worth it to try to move the thermostat at to the second floor. Now, I'm
2: surprised. There's only a 10 degree difference.
0: I am too. Now, that's some good logical thinking right there. And I would have to say, yes. Um, it would be a lot better if it was on the second floor than the first, uh, but there's still maybe more to think about here. And there's a lot of options that a really good um, HVAC contractor can recommend, from motorized dampers to um, zone type of approach to multiple thermostats to a lot of different ways yep. that someone that really knows what they're talking about. And if you're in, you know if you're in a townhome complex like that, I guarantee you others have had the same situation. So ask around a lot of the neighbors. They may have already broached this subject and may have already found the man to take care of it. And uh, I think that would be a good approach because, boy, that's a miserable situation. I've heard it from a lot of people.
2: Yeah, three-story homes should have at least two heating zones, should be at least two thermostats operating two zones, if not three. Um, Now, they they do make wireless thermostats that um, connect to a wired existing thermostat Mm -hmm, that helps mm -hmm. you, you know, control it. Whether it divides into two zones or not, I'm not exactly sure. But, you know, an HVAC specialist would be able to help them out with that.
0: Hey, coming up here on today's Homeowner Radio, we're going in the aisles of the Home Depot. You're going to want to hear about all these plants you can plant right now at your house. You're listening to today's Homeowner Radio. We'll be right back.
3: Today's homeowner is brought to you by Deitch Coatings. Easily roll on your new stone countertop, garage floor, and more in just a weekend with Deitch.
0: Welcome back to the Today's Homeowner Radio Show, where it's time for the In the Aisle segment with our friends at Home Depot. You know, you don't even think about a lot of times on the cooler months that you can do a lot of planting and and buy a lot of plants. It can really add a lot of splashes of color and life into your garden and all around your home. Here to talk about it and to tell us some of the new things that are happening at Home Depot is our friend Danny Watson. Danny, you're in the gardening department here, I see. So uh, tell us uh, tell us what we can do because this kind of um. I I think this is really neat that gardening just doesn't stop like a lot of people think about that you can continue uh, through the winter months
1: that's right and you know there's a lot of choices that you can put in during the winter months i think that will give you some great color just keep your garden really attractive through those colder months some of my favorites Uh, One is the Helleborus Linton rose that may be familiar with some of our our folks out there. I have this around my house. I love this plant. It's Mm -hmm. a great time to put that plant in right now. It stays green throughout the winter. But what I love about it is early, early spring, usually around February, that plant will begin to bloom, and the blooms are just spectacular. It does really great in, in a shady spot, I've, I've seen it in full sun, but if you have a little bit of shade, I've noticed it will thrive and you will not be disappointed with those gorgeous blooms in early, early spring. And you can you can order that online. Say you can get it this time of year online, a bare root uh, pack for just 30 bucks. And uh, this is, is a that plant right? that spreads. Huh. That spreads. Huh. So you plant one, a little bit of time, you'll have many more.
0: Now, another um, flower that I've heard in the past that also is real early to bloom is a primrose.
1: They do, and they're that's another plant that thrives in those cooler temperatures when maybe other plants don't do as well. Um, And what's cool about this plant is it can be grown inside or out. You can put it in a a windowsill, especially if you're in an area that might get uh, snow or get a little bit too cold, you can bring Mm -hmm. him inside. But uh, if you're in the southern states where it just kind of gets more. Cooler, not necessarily a ton of snow, uh, they can stay outside and just thrive with so many uh, different uh, colors to choose from. And, Danny, another just favorite, I think, of everybody's is pansies. They do so Uh great in the winter. So many varieties uh, and color combinations to go with. Just a winter favorite, and if you haven't tried them and you want a splash of color by the mailbox or in some pots that might be empty this time of year, you plant some of those uh, pansies. We've got them in small starters, but we've got them up in the 8-inch uh, pot that will, just for around 15 bucks that will give you instant color, Cause especially if you haven't folks over and you want a splash of color. You won't go wrong with pansies.
0: Well, I, I'll tell you something. Just recently happened right out on the sidewalk, coming right into my front door. I look out. My wife's out there planting. I go, <laughs> "What is, is she planting? Something when it's going to be cold weather?" So I'm going out there, you know. Hey, what, what are you? What are you doing? What where are you planting? She goes, "These are pansies. They love cold <laughs> weather." You know, that's right. Oh.
1: Oh, okay. So I went back inside. So. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what she's doing. She is. She is on target because this is the time to put them in.
0: Something else we uh, we just planted recently and picked up some beautiful ones from the Home Depot is camellias. I think everybody loves camellias.
1: Camellias are gorgeous, and you know those blooms are almost like a rose uh, during the winter. Mm. Um, some bloom earlier. I know the Sasanquas start blooming earlier than uh, than the uh, other varieties, and but they. They begin to bloom, and they give you those that gorgeous winter color. Uh, the Southern Living varieties that we sell, and they're they're in the store right now, are just beautiful. You can get them for around twenty five bucks, and put that in, and you'll have blooms for many, many winters to come.
0: Wow, that sounds great. What else do you have
1: for us? Violas, uh, they're they're a. Very similar to pansies, but uh-huh. it's a smaller bloom. But what I love about violas, they bloom in clusters. You can't catch those without just a a ton of blooms, just like a bouquet. And they come in some really cool, interesting color combinations that just really pop. Uh, a fantastic plant uh, in the ground, but a great plant in a hanging basket or in containers. And you mix that with some Dusty Miller and a few other winter varieties, maybe like some cabbage and kale, you will have a gorgeous pot that will just bloom until well into late, late spring.
0: Boy, that sounds great. You know, what a a great idea for this time of the year. You know, just don't ignore that growing season's over. No, go ahead and embrace it with some of these ideas and some of these plants that are available right now at Home Depot. Hey, Danny Watson, always, man, we'd really appreciate you being with us. Absolutely. Good to be on. You know, Joe, I think that's pretty cool, though, all the different plants that you can, you you just automatically, or at least in my mind, you think, well, it's got to have warm weather and all of that for plants to grow. But more and more, I'm realizing the winter gardens and the things that you can plant now that can grow really, really well for you. So, hey, Joe, we got a simple solution coming up. Are, Are you ready? Do you have one figured out yet? Can you share anything with us? Huh? I,
2: you know, you're not still doubting me, are you? I've only produced like 550 of these things. Yeah, actually, I do have one coming up, but you're not allowed to listen. This is only for our listeners, so you oh. don't have to take out your buds oh. there. Yeah, I have one coming up on how to extend the use of the rubber gloves that we're all using when we're working around the house.
0: Next, it's simple solution time. You're listening to today's homeowner radio. We'll be right back.
3: Today's Homeowner is brought to you by Fluidmaster. Find out more at shop.fluidmaster.com.
0: You know, since we're winding up the Today's Homeowner radio show here and after this show we've got five more weeks, it makes you kind of reminisce a little bit. We're certainly going to tell you a number of stories that you've never heard before. Um, Over the next few weeks, we've got a lot of things, um, some things that we're extremely thankful for and a few bumps in the road that we'll share with you, that kind of thing. But one thing's amazing to me is that Joe Truini can continue coming up with these fantastic, simple solutions that everybody loves because it's it's something uh, most of these are little aggravating problems that you have, and, you know, oh, yeah, there's got to be a way to fix this, and then, boom, all of a sudden, there's this simple solution to solve whatever challenge you may have. So, Joe, kudos to you for coming up with those, even though most everybody knows a lot of them come from from me over the years, <laughs> of course but, they do. <laughs> but I'm perfectly happy for you to take all the credit. So,
2: Well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. All right, Danny, there are a lot of things that have changed in the DIY home remodeling activities over the last maybe decade or so but one of them is the use of latex rubber gloves right i I don't think i ever used latex gloves rubber gloves for anything for many years and now i use them all the time and you know painting flying caulk and you know working on the car whatever anything you want to try to keep your hands clean but here's a tip before discarding your used rubber gloves take a good look at them and snip off any fingers that aren't too badly either damaged or dirty or stained with paint, because what you might find is that, you know, usually there are two or three fingers on each glove that didn't get paint on them or didn't get grease on them. So you just snip those off, and then I just keep them in a little Ziploc bag on my workbench, and then you can put them on your fingertips, and they're great for protecting your finger and your fingernails and spreading glue, smoothing out caulk, anything like that. So next time you use your rubber gloves before tossing them in the trash, take a look and snip off
0: any fingers that are still clean. Well, speaking of um, snipping take off Take them fingers, off
2: your hand first. I know that's yeah, what you're you know, going to okay, ask good, me. Yes, good. take but, them but, off your hand first.
0: But I could see someone coming in your shop and seeing a plastic bag hanging on a nail with what may <laughs> look like real fingers. So Finger d- to, yeah. you may want to label that. This, this These are not real fingers because I'm sure they look down to make sure you still have your tin, you know, um, in I, place.
2: Knock on, knock on wood. I still got them. I so know. do you. So,
0: yeah, uh, I know. And I plan on... Um, continuing too. in that. I, <laughs> so, I, have,
2: I have a few friends that need two hands to order four beers. You know what I mean.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm I'm
2: extremely careful about
0: yeah, that. Always yeah, always be careful on that. You know, never get in a hurry anytime you're around some of those aggressive saws because oh, yeah. it only takes a second or two to Split one little mistake. Second, yeah. And uh, when you when you're getting tired, stop. You know you don't want to continue pushing yourself. That's why I always say chainsaw work in the morning, never in the afternoon. Because anytime I'm, I love working on a chainsaw, especially yeah, if it's got too. a good sharp blade. But if you're tired in the afternoon and you're having to compensate by being tired, you need to put it away right then, just or 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 give it to whoever's working with you and say here. You do it. Go go cut that log. Hey, I always want to remind you how you can see our vast library of Today's Homeowner television shows. You know, we have almost 600 of them that are being streamed right now on a variety of platforms. Roku, Pluto, Freevee, LG TV, Channel 476, and a whole lot more. And all you have to do is go to todayshomeowner.com slash stream to find out exactly where you can see it. We are getting a ton of emails from people saying, whoa. Man, I looked at a show. Uh, You know, I I started scrolling through all of the shows. I'm looking for, you know, a hall bathroom renovation. I found five episodes that you did like that. Boy, I got some great ideas. So we love that. And even though we're not producing any more of the television show right now, we have plenty of information out there that will continue to help you with any of the um, issues that you're dealing with, a little inspiration. And, of course, checking in with Chelsea.com is a fantastic place to go to see some of the life remodeling projects and a little bit of crafting upcycling, things like that that are so popular these days well that'll pretty much wrap up the show for this week certainly appreciate you spending some of your busy weekend with us i'm danny lifford along with my buddy joe truini our producer engineer scott gardner and brad rogers and the whole today's homeowner family hoping you have a fantastic weekend and come back and be with us again next week we'll see you then